Good morning, All Nations. All Nations San Bernardino, All Nations Las Vegas. And listen, all of our E-Tribe family, we're so happy that you join us today for this amazing worship experience. I need you to do something right now. You know what it is. I need you to press that supernatural button, the share button. This message is going to impact your life. And I want you to get it out to as many people as possible for them to enjoy and engage this message. So go ahead and get it out right now. We are moving into week number four of the Table and Chair series. And I want you to get your Bibles. If you got a paper Bible, grab it. If you're using your phone, whatever device you're using. And I want you to go to Luke, the 14th chapter. We're going to be hanging out in Luke chapter 14 all the way through Luke chapter 24. And I'm not going to read it for the sake of time. You know how to read. Go and do it. Um, but today, I want to just summarize to you what exactly is happening in those verses. Something amazing is happening because we see a table. And the table here in this particular verse of scripture, passage of scripture is this. The table is a metaphor for the church. Table is a metaphor for the church. If you're taking notes, write that down. If you're not taking notes, you got it. Write that down. Go ahead and drop that in your notes. The table is the church. And when you read the story in the parable in these verses, we find out that the master representing God has put out an invitation to many to come to the table. When he first gives the invitation for people to come to the table, lots of people come up with excuses. Some people are like, hey, I just got married. I got to get some. Like, literally, it's a thing. Um, somebody said, hey, I bought a yoke of oxen. I got to go try it out. In our day, it's like I bought a car. I need to take it for a test drive. I need to drive it around. People came up with all kinds of excuses of why. They couldn't take the invitation to the master to the table. The master becomes frustrated, becomes upset. And this is what he says. I need you to go beyond those that you first invited since they're not respecting the invitation to the table. So they're not respecting the invitation to where I've opened up for them to be. I need you to go and I want you to go get the lame. I want you to get the blind. I want you to get the maimed and I want you to invite them to the table. Again, the table represents the church. The table represents the kingdom. So he gives this invitation for them to come to the table. And then he says, you know what? Since they don't want it, go out and tell everybody else, listen, that they have a seat at the table. It really matters what table you choose. We really got to deal with that. It really matters what table you choose. There's lots of choices around the world. And right now, a matter of fact, everybody is seeing all kinds of tables. You're watching us now, but it's, it's, prob it's, it's really uh, probable that you have another device watching somebody else's church right now, <laughs> even where you're watching us. The people are doing all kinds of things. We're seeing and experiencing tables around the world. But today, I want you to understand that you've got to choose a table that you're going to be committed to. And I want you, even as we're planning to come out of this, right? The world is opening back up. We get that. And you get ready to go where God has called for you to go. As the world opens back up, listen, choose the right table. I've got to say this as a prophet of God. Some of you have to realize that what table you were sitting at before pre-corona is not the table that you're necess necessarily supposed to be sitting at post-coronavirus. I said that like you got decisions to make because some of you as you're experiencing things are realizing that that was just not the proper table. Some of you chose that table because grandmother chose that table. Some of you were at that table because friends were at that table. But you've got to find the table that God has designed for you to set at. Wasn't in my notes, but just for free. Choose the right table. Here's the thing about tables. 
Every table has chairs. Every table has chairs. And our Christian journey, our Christian walk with God is really it's really a journey of changing chairs. Uh, the, the key is that we know which chair we are supposed to be seated at at what time, even at the table we're called to. As we're called to be empowered by God and to grow at that table. I remember Jesus said this. Jesus said that he was the bread of life. Right. So we're literally at the table eating of our Savior. He is the word. The Bible says in John. Listen, we got to understand that. So because he is the bread, he's the bread of life and we receive at him, of him. Then we grow and we develop at that table. But you're not going to be able to go where you need to go if you stay in the same seat. Today, I want to talk to you about this first chair. This first chair is important. Why? Because this first chair is really represents our beginning in Christ. A lot of us, when we start off, we start off immature. That's the truth, right? We start out as a place where, hey, we need to grow. We need to develop. And we end up sitting in the kids chair. I love what the Bible says. And the Bible says that, you know what, when I was a child, you know, I thought as a child. So listen, even spiritually, when we become become new believers, when we become those that are starting on this journey, we, we have different processes that we have to learn. Uh, we think as children and then we have to be matured in Christ. We have to be taught. We have to be moved from the place of immaturity to the place of maturity. And it's a great thing and it's okay to be at that space because if you're at the right table, then that table is going to have the tools and the systems to grow you up. Yeah, if you're at the right table, this chair is fine because this chair becomes a spot where you're able to receive, right? You're able to be, uh, what's the word I want to use? Molded. Yeah, this is the place where you, you get to the place where you're able to be strengthened and the way that you need to be strengthened so that you can grow and to mature. This chair is important. I want to encourage every pastor out there. I want to encourage every church leader, create a space where people can be able to sit in this chair. A lot of times what we do is we create these tables, we create these systems, and everybody's expected to be able to be at a place of maturity. And we forget that it's okay for people to grow and it's okay for people to develop. But the other part is you can't stay in this chair. A lot of believers, we, 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 we started off as a child. We were having childish ways, but we stayed in those childish thoughts. Instead of maturing and growing, we decided we would stay in the kitty chair. Here's God saying, hey, it's time to grow up. It's time to mature. The Bible says put away those childish things. When I became old, I got rid of that stuff, right? I've gotten rid of the childish ways. And, and the thing is that now it's time for me to actually grow up. If you're watching this now, I need you to type in the comments. I need you to type it in right now. Simply grow up. Just type that in right now in the comments. Grow up. How long are you going to stay in this chair? See, it's not a parking space. I'm just passing through. It's not a place where I say, hey, you know what? I love this so much. I'm going to stay here forever. I've got to grow. I love what the Bible says about Jesus, that he grew. He grew in stature. Come on. He grew in wisdom. God was amazing as he was going through the process of maturing and becoming what he needed to become. And all of us need to stay in the space of growth and development. And if you're going to grow and to develop, then you've got to welcome maturity. Let's take a minute. Think about the times and think about the thoughts 
that you had running through your mind and your space when you first came to Christ. Think about the things that you thought and think about the things that you said and the ways you behaved. I want you to think about that. Now, I need you to compare that time to your now time. How similar or not so similar was that time to this time? Do your homework. Think about it. How different is it? If you're finding out that there are more similarities to the season of your beginning, to your now, we've got work to do. Because this was never supposed to be the place where you stayed. Here you are, walking with God 5, 10, 15 years, and we're still trying to get to the fundamentals of reading our Bible? It's not frozen. I'm just making sure you get it. Uh, are, you still, are you still trying to figure out how to pray? This is not judgment. What I'm telling you is those are the beginning stages. Those are, that's just foundational. And if you're going to grow and to develop, you've got to deal with those foundational things. Like I feel like God is calling a bunch of us to our first works, right? It's calling us to our beginning and letting us really reevaluate how far we've gone or we've not gone. I know I'm coming out strong from the beginning, but I want to know, are you still in the kitty chair? If you're just starting off, I understand this is your seat. This is where you should be. But if you've been walking with God for some time, I need you to get rid of this chair. This was never supposed to be the place where you remain. It was simply a starting point, a starting point. Everybody understands starting points, right? No one would be okay with a business that had just opened up, um, um, uh, you know, looking like a business that's existed for decades. No one would also be okay with a business that existed for decades, acting like a business that just opened up. There has to be some differences. There has to be some changes. And I believe that as you're watching this today, God is using his prophet to pull you to the place of development and growth and change. How long are you going to remain in the seat where you start saying and thinking things that don't line up with maturity? It's time to grow up and to develop. I'm telling you, it's time to leave the kitty chair. Once you've left the kitty chair, a lot of us get to the place now where we become extremely comfortable. We're like, you know what? Um, I'm not at the place I was before, but I've made some advancement. And because I've made some advancement, then I'm good. So we get to this place of the recliner and we kick back. This is when the momentum that we started with in our walk with Christ, that we started with at the, at, when we first had our seat at the table, it begins to slow down now. We're not moving as fast as we used to. Things are, are now beginning to take a pace that's different from our beginning pace. And now our development is becoming slower and slower and slower. My question for you today is, are you seated in the recliner at the table? Are you seated in the place now where you've made a decision that I've done enough, right? I've come so far. I, I'm not doing what I used to do. You know, I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm good. Yeah. I don't cuss no more. I don't steal. I don't sleep around. That's what a lot of Christians think is the big sins. You know, I'm not, I'm not stealing. I'm not, I'm not doing these things. So I'm good. I'm good. I just, every now and then, 
struggle with a little bit of gluttony, you know, eat a little bit too much. You know, every, every now and then my thoughts get off alignment every now and then. So I'm feeling real comfortable now. I, I like this place. And so once we get to this place, then we really start kicking back. We get to the place now where it's like, I'm straight chilling. I like this life. I can coast. But see, the thing is, here is God calling us to this next level, right? Saying, hey, there's more for you to do. And we're like, no, I like comfortability. The thing about comfortability is that you'll never see your best self or change the world around you by being comfortable. You want to know where success is? And this is what success is. It is first of all, let me explain success. Success is fulfilling the purpose for which God placed you on this earth. That's success. But you want to know how you find it? You find it in the uncomfortable zone. You find it in the place where you say, you know what? I'm willing to remain uncomfortable. And if I remain uncomfortable, then I'll grow. But as soon as I start kicking back, then I start sleeping. See, this is my reading chair. And here's something that nobody knows, that sometimes in my reading chair, if I'm not careful, if I'm too tired and I kick back in that reading chair, I've been known to take a little nap. Some of us, you've been napping. Five years with the Lord, one year with the Lord, 10 years in with the Lord, and you sleep. You at a place now where you're like, you know what? This is so comfy. It is so, it feels so good here. I don't want to leave here. But here's the truth. People are waiting for you on the other side of comfortability. And as long as you kick back and as long as you nap, then they're not getting what they need. So you've got to make a decision. I refuse to stay here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. You've got some wins. I get it. I get it. You've grown and you're developed. But do you want to stay in that one place when the next level is calling you? Listen, the kingdom of God is a kingdom. Please get this of layers of layers. This is a kingdom of levels. Good. It's a kingdom of dimensions. There's always another place The play. The Bible makes it good. We can go from faith to faith, right? There's always another level of faith available. So why stay? Why stay in the recliner? Why stay in this space when there's something else calling your name? This is a prophetic call saying, get up from there. This is a prophetic call saying, shift positions. This chair is not your home. A matter of fact, if you're with me, I need you to type into the comments right now. This is not my home. This is not my home. I will not stay here forever. I'm going to go to the place God designed for me to go. I will arise. I'm coming out of slumber and I will walk fully as God called me to be. I'm not going to live as a dwarf, right, in my development when God's calling me to live like a giant. I'm not going to live in the low places when God's designed for me to soar. I'm not going to live in comfort when God's saying, hey, in the uncomfortable zone, I'm going to push you forward and thrust you forward into the place where you've been designed to be. It's time to get out of the recliner and to develop into the space God wants you to walk in. So once you've left the comfortable place, the recliner, then you move to the space that requires balance now. 
you move to the place where it's like, you know what? That place was not where I was supposed to be, but now I'm going to move to the space where I become centered. You know, in order to, to sit on to sit on the exercise ball, it requires core strength. Well, you've got to get to a place now where, listen, you learn to hold it together at another level. A lot of us, in the old seasons, we were just kind of falling apart whenever we wanted to fall apart, whenever we felt like it was necessary or that the moment demanded for us to be able to exercise our emotions whatever way we wanted to exercise our emotions. But when you get to this particular seat, you get to a place now where you say, you know what? I'm not okay with being everywhere all the time. I'm not okay with being all over the place. What I'm doing now is I'm pulling it together. Yeah. I'm not longer going to be in the place where I allow myself to be literally here and there emotionally, but I'm pulling it together. Here's my question for you who are watching this either live or on the replay. Will you allow, hallelujah, the spirit of grace to come to your life and listen, pull things together that will spread abroad before in this particular space, you let Holy Spirit balance you. In this seat, in this seat at the table, you let Holy Spirit balance your emotions balance your thought life and make sure that it leads you to another place. Here it is called discipline. I just cussed you out and you're still on this worship experience. Discipline is something, man, because discipline now requires for you to be able to have another level of focus. Discipline requires for you to think at a different rate and level, right? It's going to require now for your daily routines to change in this seat, right? Because discipline is going to get into what are you doing day to day, right? What's the calendar look like? Are we using the schedule? Are we using the clock? Discipline is going to get to the level of not just your spiritual disciplines, but if you're seated at a table at any church and any space of spiritual growth, it ought to be teaching you not just about spiritual transformation, but it's holistic. It's emotional transformation and it's even physical transformation. It's going to require that you get to a place where you say, you know what, where I've been, that's not going to work anymore. That's not going to, it's not going to last anymore, but I got to move now to a place of greater discipline. And so now I've got to watch lots of things. Understand that what I eat is going to affect my, my development and my, my ability to move forward. Come on. Uh, my exercise regimen that I got to get moving. Come on. It's going to require for me to have some strength and balance as it relates to what I'm studying on a daily basis, what I'm taking into my spirit and what I'm understanding because discipline has so much to do with our next level. Discipline has so much to do with us becoming like Christ. See, without borders and structures around our lives, what ends up happening is that we're just moving fancy free. We're just moving here and there, but we're not really growing and developing because we don't have discipline. What I need you to do is to type in the comments right now, I will discipline myself. Come on, put it in there. 
I will discipline myself. You can't require anybody else to bring you into the place of discipline, but you got to move into that discipline. See, a lot of times when you get into this space, I'm sitting on this chair, on this seat right now, and listen, at one point in time, it can make me feel like, you know what? I prefer to be at some other place because, or be in another seat, because in order for me to stay seated on this seat, I've got to make sure that I remain solid. It's taking, here it is, a same word we used last week. I want to throw at you again, intentionality, right? My trainer, I love her. Her name is Vanessa. And Vanessa always says this to me. She always says, engage your core. I can hear her saying it right now. Engage your core. And this is what she's saying. She's always telling me that every workout, if I engage my core, can work on different areas of my body, even if I'm lifting from my arms, if I engage my core, I'm still hitting my abs at one level or not. So this is what you've got to get out of that, is that no matter where you are in life, no matter what direction you're going, man, if you engage here, if you if you stay to the place where I'm going to stay centered, right, I'm going to stay focused, I'm not going to shift left or right, I'm going to remain engaged, I'm going to engage the places I want to grow. That's good. Please write that down. I'm going to engage the places I want to grow, right? And I'm not only going to develop on really pay attention or give my attention to the things that I do well, I'm going to pay attention to the areas that need to be transformed and I'm going to engage them. So many people want to focus on how amazing they are in whatever area, but then they won't focus on the place they need to grow in. Engage that space, engage that area so you can develop and become stronger for the next level that's in front of you. I believe that as we transition from chairs, we've moved from the comfortable place, we move from the recliner, and now we're learning the power of discipline. We're learning the power of balance. We're learning the power of strength. See, in this place, as you discipline yourself, you become stronger. I believe, oh my God, listen, I need you to get this. I believe you are getting stronger. Yeah, a lot of you are like, Sherman, you're talking my life. I'm literally feeling like, feeling like on a regular basis, I'm seated on the exercise ball. <laughs> That's my whole life. Like, I'm consistently having to be engaged. Listen, for you to engage, you have to pay attention. See, I can't just sit here and fall asleep. If I fall asleep in this seat, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to fall over, potentially bang my head. It's going to be a problem. So this remains means that I have to remain alert. Please get this. Sitting here means I have to remain alert. I have to pay attention. My eyes must be open. I can't allow myself to sway all of these areas and places. I must remain alert. 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 Here, here. Write this down. Pay attention. Oh, God. In this season, in this seat, it's going to demand that you pay attention. Yeah. And as you pay attention, you're going to see yourself get stronger. I want to prophesy. I want to prophesy to some people right now. If you're ready for the word of the Lord, just type in the comments right now, prophesy. Come on, just type it in, prophesy. Here's the word of the Lord to you. You are about to be stronger than you've ever been before. And no matter what you look like in the past, 
I'm telling you, as you engage this place, there is strength coming to you. I believe that strong is the prophetic word over your life. Ha, hallelujah. Strong is the prophetic word over your life. And you're not going to see yourself as anything else. That's why you got to stay in this seat a little while longer. That's why you got to remain in this place a little while longer. Why? Because you are getting stronger. My God. And listen, when you become strong, your family becomes strong. Strong people build strong families. Strong people build strong businesses. Strong people build strong cultures. Strong people affect government in a strong way, affect entertainment and arts in a strong way. As you're seated here, you're becoming stronger than you've ever had before. And everything else around you is about to be affected by the strength. A matter of fact, You got to tell hell to shut up and not believe anything that hell tries to say about you. Hell wants you to think you're weak. I need you to type in the comments right now. Hell no. No, 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 no. We're not cursing today. We're just telling hell no. Hell no. I am not weak. I'm strong. My God. Hell no. I'm not down and beneath. I'm above and beyond. Hell no. I'm not a borrower. Dog on it. I'm the lender. The word over my life in this next season as I allow God to develop me in this seat is strong. And the strength of God is about to be seen in every area of my life. I believe that the strength of God is about to fill your entire existence as you remain seated in this place. I'm not comfortable. I'm engaging and I'm growing and I'm developing and everything is about to shift because I've decided I'm going to remain seated in this particular place and I'm going to grow and become who God says I can become. I am strong now. And so after you've gone through the process of getting to the place of strength, the place of development, right? The place of growth. Here's the key. You now are moving to the seat of authority. But here's the thing about authority. Everybody wants it. Everybody wants to be seated in a place of authority at the table. They want to be the ones that lead. You're no longer a new believer, right? You're not comfortable anymore, right? You haven't moved to, you, you've moved out of the place of, of really fighting this idea of engaging, right? Now you're at the place where you're actually in charge. You're an authority figure at some place in some area in life. You're in leadership in life. You're in leadership in the kingdom of God. You're in leadership in the world. You're in leadership at the table. And I want to talk to you about that a lot of times when we get to this seat. We think that that's the end spot. But the truth is leadership or the seat of authority is always connected to humility. Oh, Lord, I'm about to jump into it. Listen, I love what the Bible says. The Bible makes it clear that if you want to be exalted, you've got to humble yourself. See, he who humbles himself will be exalted. And you've got to realize that you're stepping into a space now where the only way that your authority is going to work well for you, that your leadership is going to work well for you, is that you embrace humility. See, humility isn't lying about our greatness, but it's really connecting it to the source that our greatness comes from. So some people think humility is saying that you suck. No, the fact is, I'm amazing. 
I'm phenomenal. The reason why you're watching this right now, either you think I'm phenomenal or the God in me is phenomenal or somebody else think I am, and that's why they invited you to watch. I am freaking phenomenal. Here's the thing. All of my phenomenal attributes don't come from me, but it comes from grace. I'm about to run. I, I, I'm trying to be professional, but listen, it comes from grace. The grace of God, which is God's divine ability that comes to my life, makes me phenomenal. I'm not phenomenal in my own right. I'm not phenomenal in my own effort. I'm phenomenal because of the supernatural grace of God. Listen, that ability that he's dropped inside of me that allows for my normal to become abnormal, right? My regular, right, to become irregular. My, my ordinary to become extraordinary. Why? Because supernatural, right, comes. The super drops on my natural, and I become something absolutely different than what I could have been or would have been before if I hadn't really embraced what he made available. See, the humility is in staying plugged in. See, even when you're in this seat of authority, in order for your authority to last and have a lasting impact and to change lives, it requires that you stay plugged in. I said that. You got to stay plugged into your source. If he's the source of power, then you must stay plugged in. You must stay plugged in. Have you ever had a device and you thought it was plugged in, but it really wasn't? And here you are working on this device. Here you are in the middle of a project and your laptop dies. Crap, I said that. Like you get upset, you get frustrated because you were like, I was almost done and I lost all of my work because I wasn't plugged in. I thought I was, but I wasn't. How many believers are walking around town in authority spaces, right? In leadership places. And the truth is that they thought they were plugged in or it looked like they were plugged in, but they weren't really plugged in at all. Lost the whole project. Lost the whole opportunity. Lost the whole moment because they weren't plugged in. See, when you get in this seat, it demands that you stay plugged in. And if you stay plugged in, then you understand that I can't embrace pride because I don't have anything to do with this except my yes. See, when you're in this seat, you start understanding the power of that Y word, yes. Yes. See, your greatness when you're in the seat of authority only manifests by you giving God successive yeses. One yes is not enough, but it's the continual yes. And it leads to the next yes. And that leads to the next yes. And that leads to the next yes. And then it means that I will not get in the seat and then disappear from the seat. But once I get in the seat, I'll have lasting power because I'll remain in the yes. God, whatever you want to do, Yes. However you want to move, yes. Whatever you want this to look like, yes. And if I stay in the space called yes, man, this seat of authority is not only going to bless my life, right? But I'm going to see so many other people impacted by it because I understood the power of this seat. Now, listen, you've got to understand the source of power. But when you get in this seat, you got to make sure everybody else knows your source of power as well. See, some people... You know that it wasn't you, but once you get in a seat of authority, then you start acting like it's you. You know it's not you, but you're letting other people think it's not you. So it's so important that you grab a hold of and understand that God wants you 
to let everybody else know where it comes from. Jesus even got that. Jesus is talking, and this is what he says to folks. He says, listen, anything you see me do, I don't do it on my own. I only do what I see my father do. Oh my gosh. I only do what my father does. I didn't come up with this stuff. There was a model in front of me that showed me how to do this. So when you grow, you develop, and now you're in this place of authority. When you're in this authority, please always point to Jesus. Oh my, please always point back to the Lord. Please always point back to the space that allowed you. The, 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 listen, the deity, the only deity, the only true and wise God. Can you point back to God? Because he's the reason why you're at that particular place. And if you make a decision that even when I'm in a seat of authority, all glory goes to God. Like one of, one of my mentors, my spiritual mom, Judith McAllister, anytime that anybody would ever say anything about her, she would always do this thing. And it was so like... It, it was a lot with it, right? She would always go, someone said, we're great, grateful for Dr. McAllister. She would always go, <laughs> it's a thing. She would literally just do the whole thing and she would point up like that. It was this thing where she was like, I never want it on me because she always talked about this, what's called the Luciferian mentality or the Lucifer mentality. This idea where Lucifer started getting so full of himself where he thought he measured up to God, right? That was the whole thing that got this joker kicked out of heaven. Think about that, please. It's because he thought he was on the level of God. And so pride, he was full of pride. You've got to make sure no matter how beautiful you are, and the scriptures declare that Lucifer was beautiful. That's it matter how much you got going on for you. And the, the scriptures declare that Lucifer had a lot going on for him. But what got him out of the place where he was seated was his inability to recognize that he forever needed God. He came up with none of this stuff, but it all came from God. Remember this, while you're in the seat, give the glory to him. While you're in the seat, give the glory to him and remain in humility because if you remain in humility, I got to go, I got to go. But listen, if you remain in humility, you'll remain in the journey of growth. Being seated here doesn't mean I made it. Being seated here means that I need to get even as lower as I possibly can. I know the seat is high, but the position must be low. Sherman, this is good. I know the seat is high, but the position must be low. I must become prostrate. I must literally lay down myself, lay down my life, because the lower I go, the higher I go. And the goal is not height for my own self. The goal is height because the more that people see me, if I give him glory, the more they see him. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. See, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. And I'll let you know something. One of the ways he's going to be lifted up is through you. He's going to lift you up, right? So he can be seen by others. But if you go to a place where you make a decision that you're going to take the glory, you're going to say it's because of you, you're going to miss it. Listen, there is a table. The table is the church. The table becomes the metaphor for the church. God's given an invitation to everybody to be seated at the table. You've got to make sure while you're at the table that you embrace whatever table, right? Whatever place, whatever spiritual family God has called you to, that you plug in. And as you plug in, don't stay seated at just one seat. This is not the final place. This is just the seat that I have enough time to preach to you about. <laughs> There's so many other chairs. And you've got to make sure that as you go through the journey, that you don't remain at one chair, but you allow God to change your seats as many times as he desires to change your seat. It's your time 
to have a seat wherever he's told you to have a seat. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person that's watching this today. As they're hearing this message, many of them are going through their mind trying to figure out which share connects with them and where they are in their process, Father. And I pray, Lord, that your spirit would speak so clearly to them that you would bring them to a place of understanding that this is a time of assessment. They got to hear your voice and know where it is that you've had for them to sit, right? What it is that you have for them to do and how you want them to navigate the table that they're at. Lord, help us to get the most out of every table, right? Every church, the church that we're called to, the church that we're seated at, the spiritual family that has our DNA that we're plugged into, help us to get the most out of it. Help us to realize what seat we're supposed to be at. I just break off of every person that's watching me right now any kind of spirit that wants them to be stuck. But I prophesy mobility, mobility. And we will never be in a place where we get really on pause when you're calling for us to move forward. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, listen. It's